This is an RNZ podcast. Thanks a lot for your call, Ross, and well done for you, and hopefully you get your second one soon. But before we go to um, Dave, Mike and Denise... This is News Talk ZB Breaking News. Breaking News. The Health Ministry has confirmed there are three COVID 19 cases in Waikato, all household contacts of the prisoner who earlier tested positive with the virus on Friday. Two of the three attended Mungatau. That was how News Talk ZB broke the news that COVID 19 had burst out beyond Auckland's borders last Sunday night. And after ZB rang the bell and newsreader Joe Gilfillan broke that news, Talkback host Miles Davis had some questions for him. What are they doing in Waikato? If they're a contact of the prisoner, why are they in Waikato? Why aren't they up here? Do they cross the border? Do they go to school oh, okay. up here? Or Okay, when they, when they found where the prisoner had come from, they were tested. Right. Now that they've been found to be positive, I would think that based on what's happened with previous cases, they'll be whisked into MIQ somewhere. Right. So but how did some... they... They were isolating at home. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just wondering what they're doing in the Waikato when he wasn't he. Well, he was he is presumably he was from there and from he, there originally, yeah. mm, and, and he was, so he must have gone home and broken the lockdown as well. well he then. was being monitored on an electronic bracelet of some kind. Ah, oh. yeah. Now, this was news which would have put everyone who heard it on edge, especially those in that area, and getting the main details right really mattered. But ZB listeners would have been thoroughly confused by what followed. Because was he the one that went to Middlemore? No, this was Friday. This, was this is Friday one. night's one. Because this is the problem now. Because we've got gang members being involved all over the place with it now, and they yeah. don't tend to do much what the government tell them to do, do really? they? Really? Oh, okay, <laughs> I hadn't realised that. No, there you go. <laughs> While Miles Davis conjured up images there of some lawless crim recklessly ranging from Auckland into Waikato and spreading COVID, this case was nothing to do with Middlemore Hospital, or, so far as anyone knows even now, any gang. But thankfully, Miles Davis's next talkback caller steered him away from any more riffing on half-remembered details of other recent but irrelevant cases. Dave, good evening. Uh, I think we'll be at level four for another couple of weeks now, and Waikato might join us. It's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare, oh, isn't it? Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Let's change the subject, shall we? Best game of rugby in the weekend. At Monday's daily briefing, the Director General of Health, Dr Ashley Bloomfield, told the media that the prisoner probably caught the virus from one of the people who transported him to his bail address south of Auckland. And the Prime Minister then said they knew exactly where the prisoner had been because they were GPS monitored and transported by one specified person directly home where they stayed. And it was reassuring, until News Hub at 6 that night, when reporter Michael Mora contradicted the official version of events. The Chief District Court judge told News Hub a single nominated family member was supposed to pick the prisoner up. But it turns out three people picked him up from jail, and then the person who infected the prisoner ended up staying with him in the Waikato, instead of returning to Level 4 in Auckland. And that's another lapse in our COVID management that Michael Mora has shed light on and hopefully has contributed to some tightening up that's made other lapses less likely. Now, coincidentally, actual gang members were also in the news that same day for breaking the Auckland Level 4 border into Waikato, but these were people breaking back into the Level 4 zone with forbidden fried chicken and contraband coleslaw from Hamilton, which police then displayed on a cop car bonnet for pictures that they then supplied to the media. 
Mitch McCann played it pretty straight on News Hub at 6 that night. Uh, there's a lot of cash, there's a lot of chicken and there's a lot of coleslaw uh, that's all now been cols- uh, that's now been confiscated. So those men will appear in court later this month uh, charged with breaching the health order. But on the whole, as I mentioned, police say they are pretty happy. But while most of the media had a lot of fun with that, it was actually as serious as other recent reported breaches in terms of the risk of spreading COVID, which most of the media didn't find funny at all. Now, all of this made it more risky for health officials to give a green light to Alert Level 3 for Auckland by Wednesday, which ironically would also have made those illegal intercity fried chicken runs completely unnecessary. But while Level 3 bought variety in the diet... News Hub political editor Tova O'Brien reminded her viewers on Monday it still requires strict discipline. Yes, you can get your Uber Eats and your K-Fry delivered, but for goodness sake, don't go talking to your neighbour or letting your kids play in the street because people getting on board with that really is the only hope we have of stamping this out and maintaining that elimination strategy. Meanwhile, the news that the South Island, COVID-free for nearly a year now, would remain in Level 2 went down pretty badly with some blokes and business owners that News Hub spoke to, even though HOSPO businesses can now have 100 people on their premises. We should be at one, basically, you know, two weeks ago, um, or earlier. It's a little bit perplexing um, to understand why we're still in Level uh, 2. It's outrageous. There is no justification. This is day 318. But the fact that COVID carriers from the North Island can still travel across the water by boat, and also by air, wasn't mentioned, though the two women that reported Juliet Speedy stopped in the street were a lot less strident. But some South Islanders say today's decision is on track. It's good. I feel really good about it. I think it's the right thing to do. I think we should still be a little bit cautious. We're going to have to hold the phone, South Island, for a little longer yet. And further complicating the alert level announcement on Monday was a level 4 environment for the Waikato area most likely affected by the freshly found cases among the family of the Mount Eden prisoner. Jacinda Ardern called that a bespoke lockdown, which was a new one. And the same day also saw the debut of another novelty, the MIQ lottery. Now, the heavily and persistently criticised MIQ application system has seen stranded Kiwis all over the planet in recent months risking index finger RSI repeatedly refreshing the website on their computers or hiring people or even online bots to do it for them. But the hope that a fairer take-a-random-number method would ease offshore expats were dashed by the despair of the tens of thousands of people who dipped out in the unlucky dip. Number of users in queue ahead of you. 21,000. And as media shared screenshots that showed some people behind more than 20,000 other applicants, the Herald dubbed it MIQ, spelled M-I-Q-U-E-U-E, while News Hub's Mike McRoberts had an even bleaker take. 30,000 Kiwis had to fight for just 3,000 rooms in the MIQ Hunger Games this morning. Nice line, but none of those wanting an MIQ slot was actually required to kill a rival to get one. But the disappointment out there was real. ZB host in Wellington, Nick Mills, for example, got this call on Monday morning. I have a son who is in lockdown in Vietnam, desperately trying to get home. Now, he went online at 3 o'clock our time, 3 a.m. our time, and he was on there for about 10 minutes. And he's just messaged me to say, there's only 3,000 spaces, to say he was... 7,334th. 
Meanwhile, those wanting out of New Zealand were also just as keen. When Air New Zealand released fresh quarantine flights to Australia, they reportedly sold out within three minutes. Like Seven's tickets in the early 2000s, as ZB's Jason Pine put it, and all these stark illustrations of just how much people want to travel ramped up pleading for a plan to open our borders before too long. And that prompted ZB host Nick Mills to ask his caller this. Does that mean that she is also and the government is also giving up on elimination? I hope so. I quite frankly hope so. Forget about elimination, just really kick into touch mandatory mm. vaccination. Yeah. Yeah, I think the vaccine. We all know the vaccination is the right way to go. Yes, have you had your vaccination, yes. Janet? Absolutely. Good on you. I would Good have on. had six, but I only needed two. <laughs> and Nick Mills was far from the only one in the media recently asking if the new combo of Delta and Level Three in Auckland effectively means our elimination strategy has now been scrapped, even though those in charge firmly insisted it hasn't. Hayden Donnell took a look at the confusing claims and counterclaims about all that in the media and some of the strange semantics they deployed in doing so in this week's Midweek Media Watch on Nights with Brian Crump last Wednesday. If you missed it, it's on our page of the RNZ website, our section of the RNZ app, or you'll find it wherever you get your podcasts.